y'all. It's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And it's Shannon. And this is Serial <laughs> True crime shit. I was like, it's your part now. <laughs> Hi, we have a Shannon. It's a Shannon. We do. Yes, we have a special guest, Shannon. We figured since it's close to our Halloween episode and I suck and didn't get a case ready and then realized it was a recording week that we would see if Shannon wanted to come to the rescue. <laughs> I know. Uh, Crystal reached out to me and was like, so um, are you, when do you want to record our Halloween thing? And I was like, two weeks early. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, my bad so, guy. I can't count. <laughs> Math. And she was like, oh yeah, you're right. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, oh, so we should probably, um, we should still probably record. I was like, yeah, but it's, it's your week. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oops. <laughs> and then Friday night, she's like, hey, Shannon. Hey. <laughs> hey, Shannon. Hey. And you know what? My girl pulled through. She has she a did. case for us. And so this week, instead of one of us telling you guys something for your lovely ear holes, we get to listen to Shannon unfortunately it's going to be a short episode though it'll be fine it'll be fine it's better than nothing <laughs> <laughs> see they, they were trying to help you all out and not make you miss a week that's what happened awkward silence <laughs> cricket, cricket. <laughs> sorry i was listening i was listening i'm trying not to talk as much as i because my voice is weird i've <clears throat> i got a cold man i got a cold it's understandable we'll we'll do a lot of talking over here you can just I'll definitely be piping in like I always do. I mean, but I'm going to try. I feel like I'm like almost yelling at you guys because I'm like straining to talk. Okay. Well, oh, you're wow. doing a great job because it sounds like you're regular decibel. But... <laughs> well, I'm actually, I'm actually straining. I'm not going to lie. Well, wait a fake it till you make it, girl. <laughs> I'm, a na I'm a naturally loud person. Anyone that knows you would never think that. No, super quiet. No, they do, and it's okay. I, I, it doesn't bother me. He's like, I have accepted it. Who I am? Yeah, it. I it is. <laughs> I don't know how to whisper. But it's a tragedy. <laughs> so I'm going to apologize in advance if the audio sounds a little weird because I am not using my mic because I have a friend here and then she wouldn't be able to hear your reactions and it would be weird if she was just talking and could see you talking back and not hear it. So right. <laughs> I apologize to everybody if it sounds off, but this is this is what you get, okay? It is what it is. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So yeah, she is going to tell us a, a, a tale. I know the story. I think she added more that I don't know. Yes. Do I know it? I don't think you do. I doubt it very highly, but anything possible. So this is actually a story about some ancestor of mine. Oh, yeah. Relative. It's like super, super, super distant, but he is the first mass murder slash suicide on record in North America. Oh, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is where she came from. So. 
But anyway, so it takes place in 1782, just to show you how long ago it was. And it takes place in Connecticut. And Crystal and I have actually been talking about going to Salem, Massachusetts. And it's only like an hour and a half away from there. You mean, you mean Crystal and you and Samantha? <laughs> <laughs> We're really talking about maybe going next October. I hear that that it's actually better to go in September before I would, I would, the crowd. Yeah, that's actually, I've heard that too. We may do that. And it still is pretty because, you know, New England fall. I just want to experience fall that lasts longer than two seconds because that's all I have here. It's super, super hot. And then there's like a day that I'm like, oh my gosh, the fall breeze. And then it's freezing. And yeah. it's very unfortunate because fall is my favorite season. Absolutely. And so I just want to experience it in Salem in the witchy town and do all the cool stuff. And so. Meanwhile, she's sitting here in pants and a hoodie and I'm here in a t-shirt and shorts. Well, I thought it was going to be colder in here than this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway. Okay. William Beetle. I was like, she lost her spot already. <laughs> she <so> started. <laughs> It's fine. Everything's fine. Let me drink my sweet tea. <laughs> All right. So William Beadle is the name of this guy. He was born in London, England, sometime around 1730. Because keep in mind, they don't document stuff very good back then. Okay. He married a woman named Lydia Lothrop, and they moved to Wethersfield, Connecticut in 1773, and together had four children. A son named Ansel, born in 1771, and three daughters, Elizabeth, Lydia and Mary, born between 1773 and 1776. Did you say the boy's name was Ansel? Ansel. That's actually, isn't that a pretty, pretty known name in England, though? I think so. Possibly. I don't know England, so I'm, I'm just ignorant on this. It's like a common name there. I'm pretty what sure. What I thought was weird is the daughter being named after the mother, because you always hear about the father and the son having the same name, but this was the mother's Lydia. And they oh, had yeah. That doesn't seem super common for the time, but go Lydia. The men can have a junior. Why can't we? <laughs> <laughs> so in America, William was a successful businessman. He was a merchant and was described as wealthier than most Connecticut merchants in a time when merchants were generally wealthier than most citizens. He moved in elite social circles and basically he thought himself a big deal. And then came the American Revolution where he lost it all. No, I'm sure that was great for his ego. Yeah. <laughs> and you know people in my family how we do with <laughs> getting knocked down a few pegs. Not well. <laughs> Clearly not well because we're talking about your family and the true crime podcast. <laughs> we don't deal well with that. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> don't knock me off my pedestal. <laughs> now you know why my husband doesn't speak. <laughs> So after the Boston Tea Party, a law was passed by British Parliament that closed the Port of Boston, which prevented any goods from reaching any of the people in Massachusetts. So William, since he was real close to Massachusetts, he considered himself a patriot of the colonies and he donated to the Boston Relief. And then at a store, he accepted the continental currency, which was the official paper money of the colonies. And he accepted it for the goods sold in his store, even after the currency started to depreciate. And while many other merchants inflated their prices, he kept his prices low and continued to accept the currency at face value as ordered by the Continental Congress, even though a lot of the other merchants did not do that. See, this makes you seem like a good person. Right. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately, this caused him to lose his fortune and eventually his high standing in social circles. 
and he was so distraught at being considered the midland sort instead of wealthy that he started carrying a carving knife and an axe to bed each night oh that that's extreme <laughs> that escalated quickly i was about to say that escalated like it's your fault you're going poor <laughs> hey you're a good citizen and now you're poor so yes let's start carrying weapons to bed like what does that do though why why are you gonna sleep with a knife about it why did his wife not say why the fuck are you bringing a knife and an axe to bed i don't think wives could say that word back then. no <laughs> i bet i would have said it yeah. <laughs> bitch why you got an axe <laughs> that is a valid question i feel it is uh so he became obsessed with his fall into what he considered poverty and he kept a uh, journal and he would just ramble on and on about the ramifications of losing his wealth. Wait, so what he considered poverty? So he wasn't actually in poverty. He just wasn't as rich. Yes, he he was. He wasn't poor. He wasn't destitute. He was losing his money because he was trying to like, he was trying to help other people to where like they come back to him because he was keeping it the same price and, and like making it worth it. But He's losing it because, you know, inflation, everything's going to be more expensive everywhere else. And he's going to lose the profit off of it. And now he actually owes money in the end because he's just losing all of his profits. So yeah, that would piss me off too. But at the same time, it's his goddamn fault. <laughs> I was just commenting on, I feel like he's overreacting because he's not truly in poverty. Like he's not right. poor. He's He's overreacting because he's making himself poorer than he was. <laughs> That's <is> fucking crazy. <laughs> he's like, I lost money. I'm poor now. Let me sleep with an axe about it. He's like, he's like, hey, I don't get to hang out with all the richy rich folks. So I'm just going to carry an axe to bed. Okay. That, that checks. <laughs> so in one of his uh, journal entries, he wrote, and keep in mind how, you know, fancy they spoke back then. Yes, I love it. I wish I could speak that fancy. Alas, I am not fancy. <laughs> I kept like, am I writing this right? <laughs> but he stated, if a man who has once lived well, meant well, and done well, falls by unavoidable accident into poverty, and then submits to be laughed at and despised and trampled upon by a set of wretches as far below him as the moon is below the sun, I say such a man submit, he must become meaner than meanness itself. I say that's escalating. Oh. So I'm like, okay, I guess he's saying he lost his wealth and was being laughed at by people that were beneath him. So he was, I don't know, going to so be So now mean. he's salty about it. And yeah, he's gonna be... now he's just going to be an asshole. I, yeah. I, I don't know. So he started stressing because he would no longer be able to acquire luxury furnishings to sell in his store. And his business would be limited to just everyday goods and wares, just like every other store in town. His children wouldn't be able to marry well. His friendships with other wealthy citizens would end. <laughs> Wait a minute. So much pressure to be rich. <laughs> His children wouldn't be able to marry well. He is spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> so since his life's work had been undone, it was time to die. Oh. What? For three years, Beetle, and notice now I'm calling him Beetle instead of William because he turned into a fucking loon. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, separating his personalities i guess it's like it's like <laughs> jekyll and hyde <laughs> he's he william was, and beetle <laughs> yeah he, he was a good person he was rich so he was william and now he's just he's, he's a bug that's what i think of when you say beetle even though it's spelled differently <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got that a lot as a kid thanks <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> kids are mean <laughs> 
Seth says all the time, he's like, I don't like my last name. And I was like, well, you could be Beetle. So <laughs> take your pick. Okay. <laughs> McCracken, Beetle. You're screwed either way. I like McCracken. I was like, McCracken's more fun. So just McCracken is it. definitely fun at the sporting events when I can yell out, release the McCracken. <laughs> he definitely likes that better than go Zephyrs. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I usually say go Zephyrs. <laughs> it's true though. So for three years, he went back and forth about his plans to kill himself. So he, he did take the time to. <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me think of uh, uh, when you said he went about his plans to kill himself. It made me think of that episode of Gilmore Girls where everyone was lined up for the, for the, uh, what was his name? Oh, I don't know. Where oh, are you going? Old man. I'll just say Winkle or something something old man winkle Winkle. (laughs) (laughs) oh you remember i can't remember his name but he's like old man whatever like they're all on the line to say goodbye because he's supposed to be passing away and then (laughs) and then miss patty comes out she's like we'll pick this up tomorrow (laughs) yes because he's been on his deathbed quote unquote for For so long years this was just a thing that they did as a group town thing everybody would line up and go say goodbye to him on his deathbed and then when it got dark they'd be like okay we'll pick up tomorrow where we left off <laughs> that's that's what that made me think of when you were like his three-year-long suicide plan <laughs> three-year-long descent into madness <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so it's thought that he made his final decision when congress finally devalued the continental currency in 1780 because don't forget that that's what this was all about the continental currency i forgot already <laughs> So by this time, $40 in the continental currency was valued at only a dollar. Oh, shit. And then it finally stopped circulating altogether in 1780. Are you sure you're not talking about 2022? It's the same. It's the same. If I get poor, I'm just going to move in with you. I'm not killing anyone. No, that's fine. (laughs) I I would prefer that, actually. (laughs) Especially since he wasn't even poor. Right. I I guess I should have, I guess I should have elaborated more. Not the killing part the inflation and the but the inflation yes that makes more sense crystal's eyes when i said are we sure we're not talking about 2022 she was like the fuck i was like back away (laughs) i can't even lift an axe don't worry right (laughs) i swear it's not it's not deja vu (laughs) but so anyway when he decided that he was going to kill himself he also decided to kill his children too Oh, yeah. Again, that escalated quickly. (laughs) He wrote in his journal, as it is a father's duty to provide for his flock, I choose to consign them over to better hands. Okay, so he starts off down here, and then two seconds later, he's like, shoom, (laughs) way out of the park. I'm going to die because I'm embarrassed to be poor. Hey, I need to take out my family too. Also, I'm not actually poor. My God. So the only thing he wasn't sure about was what to do with his wife, Lydia. On one hand, he wasn't responsible for bringing her into this world. She wasn't a blood relative. But on the other hand, not only would she be unable to provide for herself or find a proper husband due to the shame of her husband's actions and her (sighs) poor standing in the community, but she also loved her children and he didn't think she would recover from the pain of losing them. Then then don't don't make her lose them. (laughs) He continued to ponder on this, as well as his next battle of conscience, which was a spiritual one. He didn't want to go to hell. I guess killing yourself and your children's fine, but only if you still get into heaven. No. 
But that's not fine. <laughs> Never fine. Hey, thou shalt not kill. Just throwing that out there. That's a thing. So you'll suffer others. <laughs> that's the asterisk that goes beside it. <laughs> it's a, it's in the fine print. It is. <laughs> Yourself or others. <laughs> Spelled like, just like that. So he started studying deism. So Deus basically thought that religious truths should be subject to human reasoning instead of divine intervention or divine revelation. And I'm not 100% sure what that means, but reading up on it, I took it to mean that Deist would take the teachings of the Bible and would just twist it to fit whatever they were whatever trying to they do. wanted to do. Cool. <laughs> and I may be wrong about that. If any of you are Deists, if that's still a thing, sorry, but that's called a cult. <laughs> <laughs> we're back to cults. Um, so basically in a bid to justify his reasoning for killing himself and his family that is exactly what he did is just twisted the bible to fit his his mindset he believed he was acting as an agent for god no sir he reasoned that deus couldn't determine what was considered moral action and the best they could do was look what they could look within themselves to determine the morality of their own actions so basically, God supported Beetle because his actions would not be done with malicious intent. Yes, they are. That's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, care how you twist it. It's wrong. Did your ancestor create the first cult? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I mean, hi, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sounding like a cult. <laughs> Become one of us. One of us. I'm going to feel really bad if, like, Deus is not like that at all. And we're just calling them a cult. And they're actually fine. <laughs> Again, he could be twisting that religion, too. There's no telling. He, he was clearly messed up in the head. So I'm sure he twisted all the things however he wanted to. Hey, his mother had him tested. Did she? I don't know. I don't think she did. I mean, <laughs> Sheldon's mother had him tested and look at him. I don't think they did test him then. <laughs> so also because he could think about killing his family without any kind of distress. And could even look calmly at weapons that could be used to kill him. It meant that God supported his intentions. No, that's not what that means. No, that means you're crazy and you're a cult leader. <laughs> you are just a bad father. Yeah, if you're sitting there and thinking, oh, I feel I feel okay with picking this axe up and murdering my children. That's not okay. You're a bad person. Yeah. You should be locked up. You should lock yourself up. Hide your kids, hide your wife. From yourself. So another two years go by. Damn, he is drawing this out. <laughs> so now it's 1782 and he's ready to carry out his plan, but he's still battling over the moral question of what should he do about his wife. I don't understand how you can take <laughs> five years and watch your kids grow up five years older. And you're still not poor. It's the meme. It's been 84 years. <laughs> you could do that as the, the Titanic lady or you could do it as Spongebob. 84 years. <laughs> years later yes <laughs> so the decision to kill his wife was taken out of his hands when lydia left for fairfield connecticut to see her family on november 7th oh okay so she's like i'm gonna go visit my family and he's like okay i can do the plan now yes she just left the kids there went to go visit her family apparently she didn't know he was i mean he slept with an axe and a carving knife but apparently <laughs> she the signs were there girl <laughs> red flag red flag <laughs> So Beetle composed his will, composed a letter to a friend explaining his actions and, oh. and decided on November 18th as the day he was going to carry out the murders and suicide. 
Unfortunately, Lydia returned 10 days earlier than planned, and Beetle took this to mean that God wanted him to kill her, too. No. No. <laughs> Lydia told him about a dream she'd had that included him writing papers, showing concern for her, and the papers were spotted with blood. So, this confirmed to him that God approved of his entire plan. No. He wrote again in his journal, I mean to close the eyes of six persons through perfect humanity and the most endearing fondness and friendship, for never did mortal father feel more of these tender ties than myself. I truly believe that the true God supports me, for while I'm writing these very words and meditate on this intended deed, no singular anguish of mine affects me, and why should it? For my intentions are of the purest kind. See? That shit crazy. He, yes. <laughs> he clearly was mentally ill, and... Clearly that, yeah, no, no. I believe that he thought that this was what he was supposed to do, but no, 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 sir. No, that is a no, sir. So on the evening of November 18th, he sent the maid away on an errand, but she returned before he could do anything and he had no right to kill the maid. So he decided to hold off. See, this, all these signs. So all these signs keep happening saying you should not go through with this and yet he's just like okay this is a sign that it's not today <laughs> today is not the day like you're you're reading the signs wrong bro <laughs> if you really believe in the signs you're reading them wrong you need some better glasses my friend yes <laughs> i'm telling you it's like old man winkle i don't know what his name is <laughs> he's like Made up this name, and you're like, I'm telling you, it's called Man Winkle oh all over again. I've seen this before. Wait, isn't it like Stan? No, it's not Stan. It's what? not Stan. So during Twinkum, I was close. It was Twinkum. That's right. All right, I stand corrected. Wink I was close. I was close. <laughs> Winkle Twinkum sounds alike. <laughs> So, during the next couple of weeks, Lydia had more morbid dreams, one showing her three daughters lying dead, and in another, she had to face punishment for something, which confused her because she had done nothing wrong, but after the punishment, she felt happy. So, Beetle interpreted this to mean that killing her was the right thing to do and would set her free. No. I'm just going to keep saying no over and over. <laughs> no. All of your interpretations are wrong. <laughs> I have so many weird dreams that if I thought that they all, not, not those kind of dreams, but just if I thought each one was oh my gosh. significant. Last night, I barely, barely remember, but I know that I had a dream. You were in it. And I was getting attacked slash murdered, but didn't get murdered and got away somehow. And you came to stand guard by my door for with some an reason. With a carving knife? No, with a lawn chair and your sister. <laughs> <laughs> so in my dream, I was like, what is this going to do? <laughs> but I, speaking of weird dreams and stuff, I don't remember a lot of Keep details. in mind, she's never met my sister. Never met her sister. She lives in New York. Don't know her. <laughs> hey, Misty. Anyway. <laughs> in my dream, speaking of weird dreams, I distinctly remember when I'm fighting this person, screaming and i'm pretty sure i screamed like out loud like myself screamed out loud but i didn't wake up 
Like it felt so much like I was actually screaming oh that I gosh. think I screamed in my sleep, but nobody woke me. So I was gonna say, and your husband was just like, Meh. I mean, he does not hear things when he's asleep. <laughs> I could have actually been getting attacked, and he would not have woken up. <laughs> That's a good detour. Back to Lydia's dreams. So in December, he started rehearsing how he was going to kill his family. He rehearsed it. He rehearsed it. He would leave Lydia sleeping in bed and would go to his children's room and just stand over them clutching the means of death. So, oh my God. Yeah. So like just stand over them with an axe? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, what if one of them woke up? I guess, I guess it'd be all like Donkey Kong. Oh my God. I don't know. He'd probably say, I'm, I'm, I'm just watching over you. Mm. I mean, that is creepy. He slept with a carving at a knife and an axe for five years and nobody thought to question it. So that's true. Well, maybe they questioned it and they were a little wary of it. You know, maybe they were like, oh shit, he's walking around with his axe again. And the kids were like, are we going to leave mom? <laughs> Can we go with you? So every night when he would rehearse, he was surprised at his calm and his self-control. Oh my God. On December 10th of 1782, he decided he was ready. He entertained guests at his home that evening. Oh. And at one point was even seen grinding a large kitchen knife. Grinding oh my a kitchen knife. Yep. Like sharpening. So, like, he had a party and was like, tonight, tonight, let me just sharpen my knife about it in the middle of this party. Yep. What the fuck? People didn't have true crime podcasts back then. That's true. They were probably just like, well, that's a little weird, but okay. (laughs) He must be getting ready to carve a turkey. (laughs) So, early the next morning, December 11th, he woke up the maid, telling her that his wife was sick and the maid needed to fetch the family doctor and not to come back until the family doctor was with her. Oh. What if, what if the maid had ran all the way to go get the family doctor really quickly and got back super quick? Right? Well, I don't know how far the doctor lives, so. <laughs> also, what if the doctor was at somebody's house, somebody else's house? Well, he was trying to keep her gone as long as possible. Yeah, okay, that makes sense, because she's all, he's all like, don't come back without the doctor, so did she just have to, like, sit around the doctor and wait for him to come back? Apparently. What would happen if she came out without the doctor and was like, he's busy, I guess that's why he said don't come back without him. I know, but <laughs> sit like, there until he's not busy. He felt like it was morally wrong to kill the maid. So what? What? <laughs> I don't know. You want me to ask him? I feel like, and I do not. We're not doing a seance here. I feel like he would have changed his opinions and be like, "Oh no, this is a sign that I am supposed to kill her." Mm-hmm. God said mm-hmm. she don't come back twice. Yep. So as soon as she left, he struck his wife twice in the head with an axe that he kept by the bed. Oh my god. He then pulled her head and she shoulders right into it. Right into <laughs> she it. She did. And she also like was very like, you have a very upbeat, cheerful voice. <laughs> and you read it in a very cheerful way. <laughs> so he pulled her head and her shoulders off the side of the bed and split her throat. Oh my God. Using the carving knife he had sharpened the night before. Jesus. He then placed a handkerchief over her face. Handkerchief? <laughs> <laughs> say it handkerchief whatever a hanky a hanky mr hanky no (laughs) (laughs) that's a concern (laughs) beetle did the same to his son minus covering up his face he placed his three daughters side by side on the floor before slitting their throats and covering them with a blanket oh my gosh he left the room went downstairs tracking his family's blood throughout the house so see he still lives in a two-story house yeah you're not poor but uh so he tracked the family's blood through the house he sat down in a chair and laid the knife on the table next to him 
He propped his elbows up on the arms of the chair, raised two pistols to his temples, and shot himself, dying instantly. When the maid and the doctor returned, they were so appalled by what they had found, they obviously started screaming, hollering for people, and the townspeople came and were so furious that they pulled Beetle out of the window, put his body on a sled, and dragged him to a riverside, where he was then buried in an unmarked grave with the bloody knife fastened to his body. Lydia and her children were buried in a cemetery together with the headstone reading, Here lie interred Mrs. Lydia Beadle, aged 32 years, Ansel Lothrop, Elizabeth, Lydia, and Mary Beadle, her children, the eldest aged 11 and the youngest six years, who on the morning of the 11th of December, 1782, fell by the hands of William Beadle, an infatuated man who closed the horrid sacrifice of his wife and children with his own destruction. That's so sad. Also, I'm very surprised that they even bothered putting his body on a sled and dragging him. I'm surprised they didn't just tie a rope to him and drag him through well, town. They and... hooked the sled to his horse and just had the horse take him to some riverside where, like, low tide and high tide would, Yeah, you know. I'm surprised they didn't just hook him to the horse and have the horse just drag him. Because that's what you deserve, you terrible, terrible, terrible person. It's true, though. That is awful. Yeah. So that is her distant relative. That's my claim to fame not a good one not gonna lie <laughs> she's looking at me with like oh god i probably wouldn't claim it no. <laughs> do you know what my claim to fame is no i do not my no. great 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 grandfather samuel p langley actually invented the airplane at the same time as the wright brothers like they were in competition with each other and the only reason he's not the famous one is because theirs flew longer well son of a bitch i should be rich right now for real <laughs> I wonder if the Wright Brothers' families are rich, though. Uh, probably not. I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> One of their ancestors done blew through that money. Oh, yeah. That's, that's gone. <laughs> that <money's> gone. <laughs> so, yeah. That is the first documented case of murder-suicide, mass murder-suicide. First, like, family annihilator in North America. I was going to say, yeah, he was originally... And the first cult leader. But yeah, he was, in an article, it said he was the first mass murderer on record, and then it said he had been reclassified as a family annihilator. Okay. Samantha, I would like to point out that it's not a cult if it's just one person. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't nobody else following him. It was just him, girl. (laughs) His own, his split personalities. (laughs) William was following Beetle. (laughs) I know you like to blame cults for things, but <laughs> it's true. I do. <laughs> so, there's yeah, just is... so many out there. <laughs> there, there's so many cults. Also not a cult. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that was that's a super interesting one that I had not heard. I I didn't know about it until I met you. You're welcome. So I have learned and grown as a person by knowing you. Also, I'm medicated, so. <laughs> So I feel safer. <laughs> it's fine. Samantha's <laughs> <laughs> like, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> that ancestry be peeking out. <laughs> it, be creep- it be creeping, y'all. It be peeping. <laughs> so yeah, that's that on that. That's that on that. And next up is this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Yes. She doesn't seem as excited. <laughs> I don't think she is. No, I'm trying. I'm trying to speak and not have to like strain myself to speak, but I'm excited. Hopefully I'll have a voice. 
for our next episode. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Better drink some tea with some yes. honey. I have been. I, I have been. Yes. Cough drops. Nasty ass awesome. Vicks. <laughs> I hate Vicks, but it does help. It burns. That's dramatic. <laughs> it does. I was so stuffed up one time and Johnny told me to put it under my nose. Well, he didn't take into consideration the fact that my nose was like raw. Oh yeah, that would burn. It was awful. I was like, get it off now. <laughs> and of course, by then it's like on there. It's greasy. A little little trick into the clinical world when we're about to go into a room that somebody brought back and they're like hey by the way just want to warn you there's some major bo going on Bix we will put this nose. under the nose before we go into the room so we don't smell it <laughs> little fun fact for you we had a customer one time when i worked in the clothing department at my work and uh dude was stinky so i was behind him for breathing like a motherfucker oh my god <laughs> not supposed to do it in front of them <laughs> He knew he was stinky. I don't think he did. He did. <laughs> he did because you were spraying it with Febreze. You cannot be that stinky and not know it. Maybe he just didn't have any friends and he was so used to it that he didn't know. Well, he should have taken a bath and made a friend. <laughs> so yeah. On that note, what's the awkward. Yeah. <laughs> you want, do you do you do you want to be awkward now? He just skipped all of the follow our stuff. Let's, yeah follow their stuff <laughs> follow us We're at serialholicsisters.com <laughs> she sounds so done <clears throat> she's over it she's like i just want to go to bed <laughs> all right well <laughs> serialholicsisters.com you can follow us send us messages don't don't send us messages about how we're psychotic because we know and we're sorry no <laughs> anyways <laughs> samantha do the do the ending thing i'll take a lot of that out yeah uh follow us at serialholicsisters.com <laughs> <laughs> okay i will do it <laughs> sounds so sad serialholicsisters.com you can see our instagram or facebook space send us an email if you have any more spooky stories that you want us to do for the Halloween episode, you can send them our way. We would like that. We've got a bunch, but we'll make it as long as we have, as long as we have stories, it'll make it that long. So it'll be a nice long one. And that is that. So you ready right, to be awkward, be girls? Let's be awkward. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Oh my God, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>